Welcome to the third edition of Randall Parker's Film Club with me, Randall Parker. On today's podcast we will be reading out a few of your emails, reviewing two more films from the list of all-time classic films, and we're continuing with our new feature, Films That What I Would Like To See. But first, we have had a bit of bad news this week. Uh, Mrs Carter from next door passed away earlier on in the week. Wasn't too much of a shock, she had been ill for a while. Uh, she had been back home, the nurses did a fantastic job. Mum kept popping round to check up on her. She had had a fall, uh, fell off the roof of just in our TV aerial. I think she lost a footing on a loose tile or something. Real shame that was, but on a plus side, Channel 4's never looked so clear. We were allowed to see her near the end. Uh, she asked me to take care of a dog for her, which I have. Took a couple of blows to the back of the head with a shovel, but I managed it, and I'm sure he didn't suffer too much. We buried him in the back garden. Nice little plot in the sunshine. Sad news, yeah. yeah. Still, I've got myself a nice TV DVD combi out of it. Looked great in the bedroom, and I can watch the classic films on it in a bit more detail. Right, on with the good stuff. Emails. Uh, now, as always, you can email me at randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Now, that is R-A-N-D-L-E. Now, some people have been getting that wrong, but let's crack on with our first email. And it goes, Dear Randall, loving the podcast and your unique way of reviewing your classic films. But your rating system is confusing me slightly. Could you explain it a bit more? Colin Baxter. Right, I've had a couple of emails like this, and I didn't think it was too confusing, but let me sort of explain it to you. Now, I put a film on a par with another film based on how much enjoyment I got from it. Now, for example, I enjoyed Knife in the Water as much as I enjoyed Shrek the Third. Now, I'm not stupid, block. I didn't think Knife in the Water was like Shrek the Third, for a start. Princess Fiona doesn't spend half a Shrek 3 walking round in a bra and pants. Although Shrek and Donkey and the Cat go off on a boat on one point, don't they? Um, it's the quantity of enjoyment I got from watching Knife in the Water that I'm comparing with the quantity of enjoyment I got from Shrek the Third. So, I hope that's answered your question, Colin, and thank you very much for writing in. On to my next email. Hi, Randall. Not quite sure what to make of your podcast. In the last episode, you mentioned you had locked your mother in the airing cupboard and handcuffed her to the pipes. I'm concerned she is the victim of elder abuse and fear for her safety. Marion Anderson. It's me you want to be concerned for, Marion. She bit me on the tit, right? And it's got this big purple bruise now. Right on it, it's gone hard. Now, Mum was fine. After six hours, she was calm enough to come out of the airing cupboard and I did her a nice bowl of oxtail soup. Never liked oxtail soup. I can't get the image of a cow swatting flies off his arse with his tail out of my mind when I'm eating it. Just an update on Mum. She is okay. She's a bit sad about Mrs Carter from next door. Hit her hard, that did. Uh, Mr White, my boss, popped around to see me Mum and he bought one of those rip-off Toblerones from Poundland, you know. He's nice like that, is my boss, Mr White. Him and me Mum, they've been friends for a long, long time. Way since before I was born. Such a great bloke, you know. He used to take me to the zoo on my birthday. Great bloke. Got me my first bike as well, I'd forgotten that, yeah. Anyway, on to today's final email. Right, well, I've had another email from that dickhead who wrote in last time, The Dark Corridor, and he says, Dear Randall, 
don't ask me why, but I decided to give your second podcast a listen. Perhaps on some subconscious level, I have some sadomasochistic tendencies that up until this point I was previously unaware of. I can't say that it didn't surprise me that your attempts at reviews are still childlike, and it sounded like they were written by someone who hadn't even watched either of the films. I can't say it didn't surprise me either at your pathetic attempts at insults. For your information, I have seen the film Avengers Age of Ultron, and although I found it rather formulaic, I found James Spader's performance as Ultron inspired. As for the picture of me and Ryan Gosling, it wasn't photoshopped, but was taken at the 2018 Venice Film Festival at the world premiere of First Man. I implore you, for the sake of mankind, refrain from subjecting us to any more of your podcasts, The Dark Corridor. Well, The Dark Corridor, you're not the only one who's got access to podcasts. I trawled the internet, and after about three and a half hours of looking, I found yours. When I was listening to it, though, I thought the central eating was packing up. There's this whining, moaning sound, and then I realised it was just you. Actually, I would like to thank you, as my mum had run out of sleeping tablets, so I played her your podcast, and she was asleep within minutes. And I don't really care whether your picture with Ryan Gosling was real or not, because you looked a right prick on it anyway. And as for me stopping doing my podcast, I've had almost eight emails saying how much people are enjoying it, so I think that speaks for itself. First man. That was the one with Bad Neil Armstrong, wasn't it? I watched it the other night, I'm pretty sure it had no dialogue in it. Unless the sound's broken on that TVD-DVD combi I've got. Right, so on to today's reviews. Now, something strange is going on here, as the two films I've been sent this week are both directed by Roman Polanski. I think the chap who runs a website has got some sort of fixation or something. Now, I've got nothing against our Roman, but sending me two of his films at once is taking the piss slightly. Now, our first film's from 1968, and it's called Rosemary's Babby, right? And later we'll move on to a film from 2011 called Carnage. So, let's crack on. Right, so as I said, uh, the first film is from 1968, and it's called Rosemary's Babby. First thing I'd like to say about this film is it's a massive pile of bollocks. They've billed it as horror, but the only horror I encountered was the fact I'd wasted two hours and 16 minutes of my life watching this shit. Kicks off, couple looking around a flat in New York. It's very nice, reasonable rent, they like it. I haven't got a problem with that. Problem I've got is in the next scene they're talking to their mate. And he says, bloody hell mate, I wouldn't go to that shit hole. There's like a ton of murders and some bunch of old grannies eating kids or something happened there. And unlike every right-thinking person in the world who'd say, fuck that, what do they do? They fucking move in. From that point, I thought, you two deserve everything you get. Right, they settle in and rouse me meet some young sort in the basement, right, and they're doing the washing. And this young sort's got a right stinky necklace for some reason. And they make friends. Next thing, old smelly necklace has chucked herself out the window and splatted on the pavement. And, like, what well, you know, if that happened, I'd be off like a shot. But no, 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 no. Then, the creepy old couple from next door take an unhealthy interest in him, right? And then, there's something about chocolate mousse and the overuse of the phrase, undertaste. Right, he kind of goes, This mousse has got a chalky undertaste. No, it hasn't got a chalky undertaste. Yeah, it's got a chalky undertaste. Oh, I can't taste any undertaste. 
It's definitely got an undertaste. Just like your fucking moose and stop going on about undertaste. Well, right then, it hasn't got an undertaste. Right. She eats it, right. And then she goes all wappy and falls asleep, right. And then her fellow has a quick go on her while she's having a kip. Nothing's said about that. Then she's up the duff, right. Then the daft mare doesn't go to a normal doctor, right. She goes to some mentalist who thinks she'd be better off drinking milkshakes made by her mad neighbour. Goes a bit west from that point and she starts thinking witchcraft's involved. Now, I think our own was trying to think, is there witchcraft involved or is she going off a rocker, right? But at this point, I couldn't give a shit, right? This whole scene in this phone box where she phones some other doctor and she says, They're after me, Babby. They're into witchcraft. There's a plot. Barely, love. By the time she was being held down on the bed giving birth, it had lost me. I got 15 minutes to go, so I thought, fuck that, and I put the snooker semi-finals on. Now, I'm not saying it's worse than early motors, but he gave it a fucking good run for his money. Ratings-wise, I've got to put it on a par with Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, which is basically a film about a bunch of soldiers waiting for a ferry. Now, that's Rosemary's Babby. Watch that if you like seeing people eat chalky chocolate mousse and raw liver. been downstairs and mum's had the last toffee crisp without telling me. Uh, I've been saving that to have with me can of lilt. I've got to have a lion bar now and everyone knows it's Vimto with lion bars, not lilt. When there's a death in the family, sort of makes, sort of makes you think about your own mortality, doesn't it? We're all just on a knife's edge, John B. One minute you're happily walking down the street, next you mush under the wheels of a seven and a half ton truck that's mounted the pavement because the driver's looking at porn on his laptop. I'm no stranger to death. I think I've told you before about my cousin Alan, haven't I? And the death I probably felt the most was my granddad when he died. He was a lovely man and he was always happy to see me. He used to take me on holiday to his mate's caravan in Prestatin. He used to pull up at ours in his mustard-coloured Austin Allegro and pick me up. Always seemed to be pissing down at that caravan. It was right next to a main railway line, so you'd be woken up with the sound of the Intercity 125 coming past full pelt. Our thing would shake, oh happy times. It was just me and him when he died, just the two of us in the house. I was about 12 or 13 at the time, and I can still remember his last words. Randall, kid, you're on me windpipe! Yeah, such a sad time, such a real shame. Still, I did get the day off school for the funeral. Only the good die young, they say. And I'm pretty right in saying Mrs Carter was about 86. So, before we dip back into our two-part Roman Polanski special, let me read you this email that I got this week. And it goes... Dear Randall, you may have heard that Disney purchased 20th Century Fox for £71.3 billion in March of 2019. This bought under the House of Mouse umbrella franchises such as Home Alone and Die Hard. In your recent podcast, you pitched a film that would cross over both of these franchises and as you did not seek prior permission before using either of these titles, we must insist that any further attempts at fantasy film pitches do not include titles from the Disney family. Yours sincerely, Peter Harding, Disney UK Legal Department. Well, right, that was a bit of a blow, I can tell you. That fucked me Mary Poppins versus Predator idea right up the wrong one. But it does lead us nicely into... Films that what I would like to see. 
So our first fantasy film is a sort of rom-com slash buddy film, so here goes. A shot to the heart. Cocky, wise-cracking, accurate hitman is given the job of taking out a male lawyer who is going to take the mob to court and bring down the crime syndicate. But it turns out that the male lawyer used to be female, but not just any old female, but the hitman's first love. They decide to team up and take down the mob, you know, together. Hilarity ensues and they're chased across the city and fall out, then become friends, then fall in love again. Probably got to be starring Ryan Reynolds. Not for you. How about this then? A comedy. The Further Adventures of Captain Plop. A serious businessman has to travel across country and do the deal of a lifetime. But unfortunately he can't fly or go by train. Not quite sure why yet, so we'll figure that out later on. Anyway, as he goes along he's rear-ended by some prick and the airbag of his car goes bang in his face, right? And when he comes to, he can see his imaginary friend from childhood, Captain Plop. And now Captain Plop helps slash hinders him, not only getting across country, but helps him get in touch with his inner child. There's probably going to be a subplot in there about how he's unable to commit to his single mother girlfriend or something. Probably starring Jack Black as Captain Plop or the fat one with a beard out of the hangover. So, or as always, these films are available for sale, so if any film companies are interested in developing them, drop me a line at randallparker1971 at gmail.com. You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club. Hi, I'm Janet. Are you feeling stressed? In need of company? Looking for that personal touch? Why not give me a call? I've been offering personal executive distressing services for over 20 years and have yet to disappoint. Covering the whole West Midland area, I'm available for all your personal needs. I specialise in rim work, front door, Roman candle, A-level, O-level, reverse dipping, chimney sweeping, Shirley Temple, BBC, FSC, PEFC, DNR, WWF. And as uh, one of the area's foremost exponents of soil work, you won't be disappointed. Prices start at £5 for a rapid reach round and bonus rates for overnights. Discretion guaranteed. For bookings, call me on 07988-455-127. Alternatively, text Dealer Dave's 24-hour party service. Onto our second review this week, and it's another one from Roma Polanski, and it's called Carnage. Now, I did enjoy this. Who doesn't enjoy a good old dust up? You know, you're in for a treat when you've got the bloke out of Step Brothers and the bird from Titanic's. Right, some kid has given another kid a bit of a dig at school and knocked one of his front teeth out. Now, you don't get to see this, but you can't have everything, can you? Anyway, the parents of the hitter go around to see the parents of the hittee. And he starts off all civilised and they act all like grown-ups, but it's not be long before the cracks start to show. Uh, they end up arguing, right, and uh, it gets right dirty, and halfway through, the bird from Titanic pukes all over the shop. It's not your normal council estate sort of arguing, you know, where they take it outside and everyone gets a good look and people start shouting things like, Yeah, a lot of a bunch of freaks, the whole street thinks so. Now, this is some real classy arguing. Now, I'm not going to give too much away, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's a thoroughly enjoyable watch. It's four bods in one room for one hour, 20 minutes. And it flies by 
At that length you can easily squeeze it in between the Chase and Coronation Street still have time for the piss. Ratings wise, yep. I'm going to put this on a par with Missing in Action 2 with Chuck Norris in it. Yeah, it is that good. That was Carnage. Uh, give it a go and I highly recommend. <laughs> Well, I would once again like to thank you for listening to Randall Parker's Film Club. I had a thought the other day. Just imagine if one person listens to this podcast, then he tells two friends and they listen, then they tell two friends and they listen, then they tell two friends and they listen, that'll be 15 more people listening to this podcast. As always, you can contact me via email and I'll catch you next time. Ta-ra for a bit. <laughs>